Hey yo, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 what's up, what's poppin', what you doing? We got an all-star game today. Look, 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 look. I was going to come in today, and I was just not going to cover it. And then I said, hey, you know what? Why the fuck not? I was up till 2 a.m. last night. It's 8 in the morning right now, and I didn't just wake up like this. Your boy don't wake up like this. No, 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 no. We got to put some work in to get up like this. You know, we got to make ourselves approachable. We got to set up the stream today. We got to set up all the presentation style of the stream as well. So we got a lot going on, but what I want to do is just kind of break down what an all-star game from a DFS, from a player prop standpoint would look like, um, and yeah, we can do that. So so kind of the the just general rules of what to be looking for in all-star games, what since they changed the format last year, which a lot of people will probably forget, right? They're, they're playing now every single quarter to win your quarter for your charity, for your organizations. And then in the fourth quarter, it was untimed last year. So a lot of people didn't even know that that was the format until the game started last year. So I'm sure they're not going to be remembering that. So yeah, there's an untimed fourth quarter, meaning that I assume most of the starters and players that are going to be good two-way players, maybe you get a center like an Embiid or Jokic closing out a game, but I assume most of the starters will be on the court there. It's tough to look at last season and get an idea of what to expect. So if you're watching this live right now, appreciate you being up in the morning. I'll kind of be hopping into the chat here and there if I see a question that um, is is going to be relevant, and then we can answer any questions at the end, but I kind of want to break down this slate, uh, you know, efficiently, quickly. So there's going to be a lot of people who watch on the replay because I'm going live early in the morning. The reason I'm doing this live is because, look, I don't want to record it and then edit it and then have to upload it. It adds like an extra two, hour and a half to two hours of my day on a Sunday morning for an all-star game showdown. So that's the last fucking thing that I want to do, right? So we might as well break it down live. We have like all the equipment to do that pretty perfectly here. So yeah, appreciate everybody on the live stream right now. Like, subscribe, do those things. Uh, we can get into the sponsor of the show who I think is going to be a very intriguing sponsor for today because it's just a showdown slate and there's other contests like the three-point contest, the dunk contest, skills challenges that you can actually be able to have some stakes in. And that's where there's going to be a lot more, I would say, of an edge because those are spots that only come around once a year that sites don't really know how to properly equate for. So that's something that we can talk about in a second, the sponsor of the show. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's the showdown slate for an all-star game is as frisky as it gets. Look, there's not 10 players on each team. There's 12. They drafted these teams, I believe, two days ago, right? We can talk about the order in which they drafted, guys who got drafted first, obviously the starters, the reserves, the guys who were first uh, in, in terms of the reserves. So the first guys coming off the bench or at least drafted in that regard, some of the guys who were drafted last. There's 12 players per team in this event, which means that you only get 240 minutes per team outside of the uncapped fourth quarter, of course, so there's some upside there, but let's just let's just assume that it would still be a similar fourth quarter time-wise if we just use that as an average. So that's only 20 minutes per player in there. That's if everybody's playing the same amount of minutes. We know that's not the case. We know that historically in the All-Star game, starters on average will play more than 20 minutes per game. That was different last year, but do not let last year be your measuring stick for um, what is going to happen this year for teams of LeBron James, right? Um, do, don't, do not let that happen. So we, are, we already have a decent amount of people tuning in early in the morning. So last year, and why I'm saying this is last year you had team LeBron. Most of the stars didn't play any run. The most run was Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis at 20 minutes apiece, 20 minutes and like 20 seconds each. But you can't really look at that all that much. A couple of things are going to be impacting that. Number one, Kawhi Leonard last year, and including this year, but last year mainly was the rest candidate of all rest candidates, right? It's why they got so much backlash last year in terms of him and Paul George resting too much, that being a concern for why there wasn't as much team chemistry, being a concern to as why they just absolutely fell apart in a bubble where you needed as much team chemistry to keep each other's spirits up as possible. So that's one thing, right? So he was resting a lot last year. And honestly, I would maybe think that happens again this year, but it's not the same starting unit. So Kawhi's minutes were going to be under speculation. Anthony Davis minutes last year 
were coming in and it was kind of known that he was going to be somewhat monitored. He played 20 minutes as well. So this led to more opportunities off the bench. James Harden came in last year on Team LeBron. He only plays like 17 or 18 minutes and it was coming into that game that he was probably going to be dealing with some nagging injuries. So you had like three of the starters. Then LeBron himself, who's not somebody who these days seems to be all in favor of playing 30 minutes in an all-star game. Maybe he can get to like 20s, mid-20s doesn't really matter for LeBron last year. I think he shot the second most times in the game with 20. Um, Obviously, that fourth quarter uncapped minutes helps with that. But what I'm trying to tell you is if you're looking at the minutes last year for starters and be like, that's how I'm going to project the minutes this year, project what's going to happen. Don't. Last year was a very unique situation when there was a lot of guys on that all-star team that were just coming in, knowing that they probably weren't going to be playing 20 or 20 plus minutes. It was actually pretty surprising that Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard were the team leaders out of the starters with 20 minutes and 21 seconds. So uh, just keep that in mind is what I will say there. Um, I'm still going to be projecting most of the starters unless they're coming with some sort of injuries, unless they are an older player that you don't expect to try and go all out ex- until like that fourth quarter, or the end of each quarter, like a LeBron James you saw last year. I'm going to project most of these starters for somewhere around the mid 20s and minutes. And we saw that from the opposite side last year. We got to see that from the opposite side with Giannis's team, Giannis historically in these all-star games, this is the third year of drafts. So the last two years in the All-Star Games, it's been drafted, and it's been Giannis versus LeBron. LeBron's won those. Um, this year was Kevin Durant versus LeBron. Kevin Durant not playing due to injury. Devin Booker taking his spot in this All-Star Game. So what you ended up getting, let's just start with these starting rotations here. So these starters are, for Team LeBron, you obviously have LeBron, right? Um, and the way in which LeBron drafted his starting rotation was... He has Giannis. He has Steph Curry. The first time ever that LeBron and Steph Curry will play basketball together on the same team. Never an all-star game before. Obviously never uh, on a regular season team. So you have LeBron. And this is just like the all-stars of all-star teams. LeBron, Giannis, Luka, uh, Steph, and Nikola Jokic. So arguably like the MVP this year, Nikola Jokic. Uh, Obviously somebody that you really want to be having on a team in terms of shooters with Steph and um, Luka in this type of a format, a run it and gun it format. And then you have Giannis, who Giannis is somebody who's really appealing. Giannis is somebody that if you're just looking right now, in terms of in past all-star games, he's a guy who goes out there and plays minutes, a younger player, somebody who has not yet won this all-star game MVP, right? We've had two years ago, Kevin, or three years ago, LeBron, two years ago, Kevin Durant won the MVP. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. But I like I like Giannis just naturally, and that's why you're going to see him with the most or the highest salary at 9,800. Because look, he was LeBron's number one pick. He played over 30 minutes last year. He historically plays a ton of minutes. I'm going to be comfortably probably out of anybody on this entire slate. The most comfortable minutes projection I can give is Giannis. He's somebody in the regular season that's playing more minutes than he ever has right now, not dealing with injuries. Again, like I said, younger player here, so. I'd expect Giannis to play 25 plus minutes. He's probably somebody that I can pencil down in for that 28 minute range. And one of the only guys on the slate you feel confident getting to that number and even feel okay with him potentially getting to 30. So Giannis is one of the yeses here. And you can kind of see I have guys marked off early on as yes, nos, and maybes. Um, so Giannis is going to be one of those yeses. Harden is the second highest priced player here, but he he actually came off the bench. He was not voted in as a starter. So he was the first reserve. KD picked his Nets teammates with Kyrie as one of the starters. And then he ended up picking James Harden, who's coming off the bench, which in past years, you've seen guys have success off the bench. You might be looking at this and saying, Sal, last year I saw Ben Simmons, the first reserve for LeBron, come off the bench. And he played well. Well, there's a couple of reasons why. I mean, he played well fantasy-wise, right? He shot 89%. So he shot 8 of 9 overall. So that's that's going to help you, right? And I mean, he's not a three-point shooter as much as he's trying to be right now. He's not, uh, or at least practicing to get closer to that. So that, that kind of hurts his game. So Ben Simmons was kind of a an interesting study last year. of Shot really well overall, 8 of 9, but also was able to get the minutes because he was playing on a team where uh, Kawhi was being limited. He was playing on a team where Anthony Davis was being limited, James Harden to an extent, right? This year um, on James Harden's team, on this Kevin Durant team, 
Maybe you get a Kawhi Limited, like Kawhi's on this team. I don't think you're going to get Joel Embiid Limited. I really don't think you're going to get Kyrie much Limited. Bradley Beal, Tatum, especially Tatum, somebody who's going to want to go out there and gun, right? So I don't think that's going to be happening too much. So the reserves now on these teams without a lot of starters likely to play, like last year you saw three of the starters play less than 19 minutes for this team LeBron. I don't think that's going to be happening again. I think more times than not, these starters are going to play at least 22 to 24 minutes, they're going to start to play that, which starts to trickle down to everybody else not being able to really get to 16 to 18 off the bench, which really hurts their upside. So we're kind of trying to value hunt here. So I'm not really interested. I mean, I haven't marked off as a maybe just because we can see James Harden off the bench, even in just 18 minutes, shoot 15 times, right? Shoot well. So I'm not totally interested in James Harden with that price tag. Clearly, we'll keep his ownership down. Um, you have LeBron. LeBron I'm going to be interested in. Uh, like I said, last year, LeBron only played 18 and a half minutes in the game, but you got to see him play at the end of the fourth quarter. So just to give you a clear basis on what this game is going to be, last year they started it and it made the All-Star game so damn fun. At the end of the first, second, and third quarter, you are competing to win the quarter. So at the end of those quarters, if you win the quarters, you win prizes towards your charities, you actually win the quarter, all those types of things, you get to bank the quarter. So defense starts to happen, right? Um, this started to happen a couple of years back, we got to see a relatively low scoring game until the fourth quarter last year. So these teams play really hard. And then in the fourth quarter, it becomes a target score. There's no time. It's unlimited time. They put a target score. I think it's based on the average of the first three quarters. I, I could be mistaken. Uh, and they put that target score on. It's the first to 157, I think it was last year wins. And that's what they did. So obviously, if a team is leading, they're gonna have a better chance of getting there. But yeah, that's what it was. So that's kind of the format of this. So there's a lot more defense at the end of the third quarters. Defense in the fourth quarter is a lot of fun to see. You saw LeBron ding up um, a lot of Kawhi, um, or LeBron last year was ding up a lot of Giannis on one on one situations. Um, you saw Embiid getting uh, deed up a lot of the times down the stretch by Anthony Davis. It was, it was just a ton of fun. It actually made it seem like not just an All Star game where people were kind of chucking some bricks and things like that. So. Giannis is definitely the guy who has the most secure minutes. LeBron doesn't have the most secure minutes, but he has, I would say, shooting upside, a guy who's going to shoot. I mean, you can feel confident in LeBron shooting close to 20 times in this game. Probably somewhere around 15 times is what some of my projections will start to amount out to. Um, other than that, 12 bodies on each team, 20 minutes per player is what you would average out. Again, with the starters, it's going to start to dip to a lot of these guys off the bench. It's going to be difficult. Some of the last picks in this were, you had Rudy Gobert last picked in the entire thing by LeBron. He threw a shade at the Utah Jazz saying, who and who, nobody, the reason why Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are the last two players, they were the last two players picked, uh, Donovan Mitchell by KD, and then LeBron picked Rudy Gobert to end it. Uh, yeah, the reason why that happened was, or, I mean, obviously there's reasons why other better players, whatever it might be, but LeBron's reason for it was nobody plays, nobody plays the Utah Jazz when they're picking a video game. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So it's going to be interesting. 24 points from the team highest score at the end of the third dedicated to Kobe. Okay. So BC 76, I don't have that fact check, but I assume he's not coming into the chat and lying, but, um, yeah, we got somebody in the live chat saying that the target score this year is going to be 24 more points from the team's highest score at the end of the third dedicated. So if we're going into the fourth quarter with a 123 to a 120 score, um, or 120 to like 115. So I don't have to do actual math this morning. 144 will be the target score, which honestly will happen relatively quickly. But you have to keep in mind that they're actually going to be playing all-star level defense, which is a different thing these days. It's like really good defenders in the all-star game, uh, really good players. So 24 points can actually take um, actually take the time of a normal fourth quarter in real life. It can take the time of a normal 10 to 12 minute fourth quarter. We'll see how that actually ends up happening, but that's pretty cool. I didn't see that little nugget. So thank you for hopping that into the chat, Mr. BC76. So some of the things I'm going to be prioritizing. I'm prioritizing starters. So the guys in yellow right here on the screen, um, you can see if you're watching on the YouTube version, I'll probably put this up on the podcast. But the guys in yellow are Team LeBron. The guys in blue are Team 
KD, aka not playing, but the rest of these guys in purple are just kind of the reserves. So the guys I'm prioritizing are starters who are shooters or guys who I think can get more minutes. So like I said, Giannis, LeBron, he's just going to Chuck. He's not so much a shooter, but just going to Chuck. Um, interesting guy here though, Joel Embiid. Historically, centers don't really play a lot of minutes in these all-star games, but, 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 and this is a big old booty. This is changing. This is changing because guys like Joel Embiid and, and, and Nicole Jokic this year are like 1A, 1Bs for MVP right now because they're not the same types of um, centers, your traditional centers, because they shoot threes, um, because they're versatile from an assist standpoint, right? They're not just rebounders down low in the paint. They move out of the paint. That's the new style of center, right? You're seeing guys come up. Julius Randle starting to take this over, even though he's playing more power forward, but most of the time he's playing center in a lot of those games, or not most of the time, but half the time. Sabonis, right? Another guy who plays power forward, but that versatile center touches the ball a lot. So this is kind of changing. And we saw this last year where Embiid basically pushed towards 30 minutes, um, stayed on the court, playing bigger minutes this year in general, looks to be in more shape, obviously more of a younger player um, in terms of how much mileage he has on the court. So I think Embiid's fine at 9,000. It's just when you're choosing between guys like Embiid or shooters around him, I'll just take the shooters around him, especially when you have shooters around him like Steph Curry. Steph Curry is somebody, and we can talk about the sponsor of the show, Prize Picks. So Prize Picks is sponsoring the show. It's basically a spot where you can you can play just little game modes like player props and things like that. Um, I believe the first time that we're going to be having them sponsor the show. But this is what I want to show you about um, some of the stuff with Steph Curry. And, and this will kind of highlight into some other things. So Steph Curry is somebody on Prize Picks today. You, you, we actually have a... A very strong interest in w- placing a wager on the, the the dunk contest through Prize Picks. Um, so Prize Picks, it's a player prop based site. If you want to sign up for it, you can use the code Sal. It's all linked down below. I highly recommend it for these types of slates, especially when like look the All Star Game showdown slates on DraftKings. Like it's fun to do, but like they're just fucking stupid for the most part, right? Like fun to do if you have nothing else to do today. I'm probably not going to be playing much if I play like one lineup in it, just so I can kind of like track results of how this video went. But for the most part, I'll be playing stuff around the props, around the dunk contest. I think there's a massive edge in the three-point contest this year. Like, uh, the odds are off on this. They're just going to give it to Steph Curry because his name is Steph Curry, but the, the odds are completely off on this. Um, but, yeah, be sure to check out Price Picks. If you use the code SAL, you'll actually get matched up to $100. So you put 100 bucks in, they'll give you $100 right back. So you get $200 right to start off. That's actually a really good deposit bonus. Uh, usually you'll see, like, up to 25 up to $50. But 100% match up to 100. You can check it out. Link down below. So I like Steph Curry over on the prize pick side of it. I like Steph Curry a lot. And we can talk about another guy that I'm going to be liking. Um, it's going to be from the slam dunk contest. So Zach Levine from the slam dunk contest is somebody that I think is going to be massively underrated. Zach Levine this year shooting 43.5% from or not slam dunk, uh, three-point contest, 43.5% from three. Uh, he's currently right now projected for the second most points in the three-point contest so they have Steph as the favorite I think Zach Levine wins this I like Zach Levine's odds I placed a bet on Zach Levine to win the three-point contest I mean his other competition is not that great it's like fucking Mike Conley it's Mitchell who maybe Mitchell can be a threat but not known as the three-point shooter right uh, it's Jalen Brown it's Jason Tatum these are not guys it's it's literally going to come down between Zach Levine and Steph Curry right unless one of them goes ice cold today so I'll take Zach Levine, the guy who's shooting 43.5% this year. The guy who's having a career shooting year and just looks absolutely insane out there. And you're getting him at plus money. And you're getting him at a lower fantasy point total. Only has to go over that 24 points on um, prize pick. So if you want to tail me on that, I'll be taking Zach Levine on that side. I like Steph Curry just from the real life game, not from the uh, three-point contest, but from the real all-star game today for 30.5 fantasy points over on their own prize picks. So I like Steph Curry a lot. I think Steph Curry at his current price point is one of the best options. There's a thing called three-point contest fatigue um, that guys have talked about in the past. I'm not sure how much you will tune in, but like when you get to shoot fucking 20 plus times from three, excuse me, as I sip this lovely black coffee, these live streams in the morning are actually, I'd say somewhat fun, right? They're not as serious. I don't have to worry about fucking editing this shit out. 
So we just say whatever we want. We got 40 people in here. Hey, if you got any questions, throw them in here. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we have um, Steph Curry at 8,400 is a strong price. Look, Luka Dante, he's in play. He's a starter. He's starting for Team LeBron. He's been very passive in his all-star games uh, so far. Six attempts last year. I mean, it's not really a lot of all-star games looking at a very small sample. But I'll take Steph for $8,400. Um, again, that fatigue from the three-point contest is something that players have talked about, something that can be potentially an issue for your Zach Levine's or your Steph Curry's. But at 8400 in a run-and-gun-it format, right, um, where three-pointers is going to be up until the final minute, minute and a half of each quarter, until the fourth quarter, it's going to be that same run and a gun at dunk, do all this stuff, normal all-star game tactics. That's where a guy like Steph can really go off, and a guy like Steph can play. I mean, he's been healthy this year. I'm not. They're not in a situation where you think they're going to win um, the finals, so I don't think they're going to be kind of timid with his minutes. So I think that Steph can go out there, play Steph for somewhere around 25, 26 minutes. That's going to lead to double-digit shot attempts. That's going to lead to probably double-digit shot attempts at three, from three, right? So a little bit of upside from that bonus from a Steph Curry. Factoring in the price point, I don't know if Steph's my favorite play. I think he's Steph's going to be my favorite play on Team LeBron. So Steph and Giannis are probably my favorite options from Team LeBron. Just factoring in minutes, factoring in upsides, factoring in Steph's price point right now. It's just a lovely price for a guy who has a real chance to shoot 15-plus times in the game and potentially all those from three-point land. Wow, this is live on a. Uh, this is it, wow, this is live Sal on Sunday. Awesome, bro. Yeah, we're gonna be live just for the All Star Game. Um, content coming out throughout the week from a uh, PGA standpoint, starting tomorrow. W or the NBA starts back up Wednesday, of course. But PGA tomorrow, a DraftKings video I'll be shooting later today. We're releasing tomorrow morning for the PGA players. Massive fucking week for the players. We'll do a betting video on Tuesday for PGA, and then we're back to the NBA. So yeah, this is just kind of a casual hangout in the morning, uh, but I want to make sure that we keep it pretty tight and concise for all the people listening later on and on the podcast version. So we we have Durant's team, which was uh, Kyrie, Bradley Beal, Tatum, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard. So it's it's nowhere near the team. It's nowhere. I mean, Durant, he's like, I'm not playing in this fucking game. I want to see a massacre. That's, I think that's what he went out there saying because, man, my God, he did not put anywhere near the same effort. I mean, he drafted his teammate first overall in Kyrie Irving. All right, I guess you got to do it. Then he takes Joel Embiid, which, look, Joel Embiid, potentially MVP, some people want to say this year, but for an all-star game, probably not your best pick. Then he takes Kawhi Leonard, who, fine, right? It's Kawhi. There's really nothing bad about Kawhi. Regular season might not be standing out to you if you play DFS or things like that, but that's just what it is. He's still fucking Kawhi Leonard. Then he takes Bradley Beal, who arguably shouldn't be an all-star. And then he takes, after that, Jason Tatum. So um, interesting to see this team. It is nowhere near the team as Team LeBron. Team LeBron is favored by four and a half points in this game. The over-under is, I believe, 312 in this game. So, yeah, actually, the the, the Vegas odds I have in have Vegas uh, favoring Team LeBron by four, over-under 312. So 158 team total for Team LeBron, 154 for Team KD. So you have Joel Embiid, a little bit overpriced here, uh, especially on a team that's going to be having a decent amount of centers. I mean, KD just kept fucking taking centers. And, and he was kind of left with some of them, right? Like he was left with towards the end of this thing, um, like guys like Nikola Vucevic and Rudy Gobert having to choose between. He took Vooch. I would have taken Sabonis there, giving yourself a little bit versatility since you already had some bigs. He already took Zion, who's not a traditional center, but not a shooter and going to be somebody who bangs it around down low. Uh, he obviously has Joel Embiid for a decent amount of runs. So there's a lot of bigs that he's taking. Julius Randle, power forward, who's been playing a lot more down low. can stretch a little bit, kind of like a, a bigger a d- Sabonis play style. So he's got a lot of bigs. So if Embiid does play like 30 minutes, those bigs are just not going to get any time. Like if Embiid goes out there, plays 30 minutes, then he's okay for the price point. But then all those other guys, I mean, like a Vooch is going to come in and play like fucking six minutes in this game. There's just not going to be any time for him. They're not going to put those guys on the court together. Um, they're playing four charities in, uh, towards the end of each quarter. So it, it's not like they're just going to just say, hey, anybody, anybody can play. No, they're going to get competitive at the each of, end of each quarter. So these traditional bigs, these Zion Williamson types, they're probably not staying on the court. I'm going to be honest with you. Zion's not staying on the court at the end of each quarter. So although I think Zion has the upside because he's younger, um, he's cheap in this format, uh, and we can scroll down to Zion's price as we kind of transition into him. 
He's 4,600. I think he has the upside, but the problem with that is he just doesn't fit the kind of skill set defense needed at the end of each quarter, being able to score from anywhere, the versatility of that, obviously not a starter in this game. So if I'm looking for somebody down here, I guess it is Zion just because of that excitement factor. Maybe, maybe, maybe KD just in this game goes, fuck it. We, the nation wants to see Zion Williamson go at it, right? Um, the top shots card collectors, uh, moment collectors today when they drop the rising stars for 200 bucks at 5 p.m. East Coast time. Better be sure your boy's going to try and get some of that. Uh, yeah, they're going to be going off for that. So if there's a guy below 5K, it's probably Zion for me. I mean, Randall all the way down at 3,200 looks really appealing. I don't really think there's a big difference between Randall and for $1,000 more Vooch. Yes, Vooch in the regular season has been playing better than him for sure. But the way that this game sets up, like I, I think you could take Randall at 3,200 well, 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 well before you take Vooch. I would take him before I took Sabonis um, on an opposite team there. In the past, we've seen Sabonis on these LeBron James teams only play like last year. But was it like? Eight, 16 minutes in the all-star game um actually have the exact numbers i might actually hit 18 but i know he plays low minutes he only played 19 minutes last year only shot in that game one fucking time so yes yeah, the bonus was was pointless last year in the court um but we move on so this is this is the range we want to really talk about so steph curry Giannis from the lebron team I, I'm, I'm okay to get to Embiid. i have him as a yes he's probably closer to a maybe for me because he's priced around these this range of Steph Curry and guys like that. But this is the range that I think is really appealing. The rest of the starters from Team Durant are just so underpriced. So starting with Kawhi, these guys in the blue are the other starters from Team Durant. The other one not seen is Joel Embiid. You have Kawhi Leonard at 8,000. That's fine. The minutes can still be a concern. Last year, he played 20 minutes and 21 seconds. Um, he's going to play down the stretch. He's definitely going to close out the fourth quarter. So you have that little bit of an upside for him. Maybe not definitely, but odds are he closes out the fourth quarter as a starter, as a great two-way player, as a strong down-the-stretch scorer. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have something in the tank when it actually comes time to play those final six minutes or uh, play up to the 24 extra points that they'll have to score in the fourth quarter for uh, Kobe Bryant. So... He looks okay. Now, Damian Lillard sandwiched in between here. He's the first reserve that was picked by LeBron. That's good to see. Like, he's going to get a decent amount of run. He'll probably see 16 minutes, and it then depends on how much shot attempts he takes. But it's hard to take Damian Lillard compared to the guys around him when you know the guys below him are starting. You have Kyrie Irving, who's been missing some time lately, but it's mainly due to rest and mental health and things like that. It's not injury. So $7,400 Kyrie Irving, $7,200 Bradley Beal, and then $6,800 Jason Tatum. Uh, I mean, Jason Tatum, the youngest out of all those guys, Jason Tatum, somebody who's coming in based on the bubble last year into this different level of uh, eliteness, different level of NBA player. This is the range you probably want to be picking apart. The Kyrie Irving, the Bradley Beal, and the Jason Tatum. They're all starters. They are all shooters, right? And they are all guys who potentially are going to be looking at the very least. When you start at the very least, outside of injury, you're locking yourself into 16 minutes of play. Most of the guys on the bench are hoping to get to 16 minutes. That's the very worst. Odds are you play 20 plus minutes. Odds are you play somewhere around, if you're a starter, especially one of these three guys is probably going to play 24 plus minutes, if not all of them. So this range right here is very important. This range is surprising to me. Um, This is what I want to look for. This is the exact reason why I like Steph Curry, a starter who is going to shoot and probably be on the court down the stretch because they have some level of defense. They have some level of versatility to their game. I think the guys that fit that build are all these guys. Bradley Beal might be the one who doesn't fit it in terms of the defense down the stretch. So I probably lean closer to Jason Tatum because of the cheap price point. Kyrie in the strange over Bradley Beal. I think Tatum, outside of Steph Curry and even factoring in the price, Tatum might be my favorite play on the slate. Younger player, you know he's going to be out there more. Can go two ways for you. Can be very versatile from a jump shot standpoint, from a driving to the basket standpoint, and just really everything you need down the stretch when you're trying to win these quarters, when you're trying to win the game in the fourth quarter. So 
Tatum. I'm sure people will identify him as the cheap starter. I think that Jason Tatum as well. Um, I believe we had him. I, I, I started him over on Prize Picks. So Jason Tatum is another person. So from the real life game on Prize Picks, again, the sponsor of the show. If you want to support this channel, want to support the sponsors, check out Prize Picks. It's a player prop site. You can uh, not only wager on the All Star game today, but the dunk contest, the three point contest. If you're just tuning in, we like Zach Levine in that three point contest instead of Steph Curry and all the other options. We like Jason Tatum's over and Steph Curry's overs uh, from the other sides of the all-star game on prize picks. I already have a bet in on that Zach Levine uh, dunk contest as well. So that's where I'm looking at this right now. This range of the KD guys is very, very cheap. Um, so outside of that, so what are these, some of these sneak, sneakier options? So Dan asks in the chat, thoughts on getting sneaky and playing both the Utah players, having them pissed and going off. Not something I really want to do. I'll be honest with you. Not something I really want to do. I don't think they'll be pissed. The exact same things happened in the past. Like Donovan Mitchell last year was like the last pick or whatever, right? It's just the amount of time, right? It's the amount of time. There's 12 bodies on each team. These guys were some of the last picks in the draft. I'm sure they'll be some of the last guys off the bench. You're hoping that these guys can play 15 to 16 minutes. I don't see how Gobert gets much run. I really don't. Um, Gobert in the past, I believe last year he actually played like 18 minutes on Team Giannis, and Team Giannis just kept picking, picking centers. So that was kind of an, an outlier year because he picked Joel Embiid, Siakam. I mean, he picked so many fucking centers. Joel Embiid, Siakam, uh, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert himself, and Giannis, which is arguably a center, right? A new hybrid center. So that was kind of the joke last year. He just kept picking centers. So, so guys like... Um, Guys like Rudy Gobert were kind of forced onto the court. Mitchell played last year with Gobert, 14 minutes off the bench, same team. And then Gobert played 18 minutes and 50 seconds. Gobert played really well last year, right? He had the double-double. He scored 21 points in that time. He shot 10 of 11 overall. So I'm not against getting to one of those guys, but I'm not, I'm not trying to play both. Um, I'm not trying to play both of those guys. When you're looking at Team LeBron, the way that Team LeBron has set up, and the way that Team LeBron has set up his teams in the past, he just does not fucking play centers. Like So like in the last two years, if you're trying to get one thing out of what Team LeBron does— uh one they fucking win right in these in these in these uh draft pick games but he does not play centers he doesn't draft centers he doesn't play centers last year he drafted anthony davis because he was his teammate not really a center outside of that the only other guy on the court that was like a traditional center or close to it Nikola Jokic played 12 minutes Demonte Sabonis I guess but he's more of a hybrid power forward played 19 minutes so the guys like Rudy Gobert normally don't make their way in LeBron's team. There's a reason why LeBron picked him and had to pick him with the last pick. LeBron didn't want to pick Rudy Gobert. He had to. So if you're picking one of these Utah guys, it would be Donovan Mitchell for me. There's probably no way I'm getting to Rudy Gobert. I know he played well last year. It's a totally different environment. He was picked by Giannis last year, and Giannis picked like fucking four centers. So they just had to play minutes last year. They just had to, right? The guys had to get some more run on the court, and also Gobert was playing well, but LeBron James does not want to be putting traditional centers on the court in the all-star game. Nothing is less sexy to LeBron James. Booker is out. Mike Conley is in. Yeah, I saw that Mike Conley was the replacement um, before I came on this this morning. Um, so I actually saw, I mean, Conley should not be in the fucking all-star game, but he's playing point per minute wise, some of the best basketball he's ever played, but the amount of time he missed, all the other guys out there that were probably more worth it. Um, so yeah, Devin Booker, He's he's a no either way. So uh, Conley, I didn't update replacing for KD. Conley's in for him. So either way, those guys are no's for me. I don't want to play Conley. I don't want to play Booker. Uh, Conley also in the three-point contest, I believe, as well. So other guys who I think can be values. And the guys that I really want to hit on here. Honestly, below 5K, somebody's going to play decent, right? Somebody will get some run. Maybe it is Donovan Mitchell. I think that there's a chance that Zion, just from an excitement standpoint, they can put him out there for a couple of extended minutes to run. The problem there for Zion is that He's going to have to just bang it around down low. Like in the All-Star game, he'll probably have a couple of nice dunks, but that's not piling up points. But from an excitement factor, I do think you can get some upside out of Zion. And then just from like a go to the bottom of the barrel factor. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a big difference. I actually I actually think that Julius Randle is a much better play than a Rudy Gobert or a uh, Vooch today. And Vooch is $1,000 more and Rudy Gobert's $2,000 more for them. So 
if we're just trying to look at comparative value in the price points of these guys, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in why Julius Randle is the flat minimum. He was the third to last pick from KD, so it's not like he was the dead last pick like a Donovan Mitchell or like a Rudy Gobert for each team. Um, his team is loaded with potential bigs, right? You have Vooch, you have Embiid, you have Zion, but he's also a power forward hybrid to where he can play next to Embiid or play next to Vooch, right? Probably not next to Zion, but I wouldn't doubt it. So the minutes are definitely going to be sparing here, but I think he has a better chance to step on the court more than Vooch and Gobert, obviously those guys on separate teams. Um, but yeah, so that's just from a bottom of the barrel standpoint. I mean, sometimes it's not as easy as just going to the cheapest guy, but when the cheapest guy looks very similar to everybody else below 5k for the most part, might as well just go there. Uh, another guy though that I like a lot is Jalen Brown. So I was an advocate for Jalen Brown all-star game. I'm happy both him and Tatum made it, but I was saying Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. If, if, if that was the one spot you had to pick, Take Jalen Brown. He was healthier this year. He stepped into his own from a two-way standpoint this year in an incredible way. And Jalen Brown is one of these guys that you can actually see close out the All-Star game in the fourth quarter, right? His downside is that he's playing for Team LeBron. And Team LeBron compared to Team KD this year is just fucking loaded. I mean, the starters on Team LeBron are just fucking loaded, right? You're going up with guys like like you're trying to compare Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, and Kyrie Irving, all fantastic players. This is the All-Star game. But you're trying to compare them to LeBron, Giannis, Luka, Steph Curry, right? It's, it's just fucking loaded. So there's a downside that uh, Jalen Brown just doesn't get on the court in the fourth quarter when it's closing out. But the upside for Jalen Brown is he fits the skill set that I'm looking for, right? Or at least the mold of a player that I'm looking for in an all-star game out of these players off the bench, right? He's somebody that is a younger player, younger player, a good two-way player, a great two-way player, right? So younger player, great two-way player. How does that factor in? Well, you can score. You're not just uh, flat-footed like a center or like a Vucher or Rudy Gobert in this one. So you're going to be a little bit versatile down the stretch. You can defend down the stretch when people are trying to win quarters for their charities, trying to win the all-star game at the end. And there's not that many other guys that fit that mold. I think Paul George does fit that mold at $5,000, but I'm concerned more about Paul George's minutes. Um, I'm not concerned about Jalen Brown's minutes. Paul George in the regular season, literally just like a week ago, uh, as, as about a week ago, like literally about a week ago, it was the first time that Paul George started to play his normal minutes. Before that, he was playing like 30 minutes a game, which normally he plays like 36. Lately, he's been getting to 33 or 34, but I doubt in the All-Star game is the time that they're going to want to ramp him up or give him final crunch time run when they're just barely starting to ramp him up in the regular season. So he would be like that other guy that's similar to a Jalen Brown. He's cheaper as well, but there's some minutes murkiness there that I don't think there is with Jalen Brown, who's been healthy all season long for the most part, right? Um, so yes, Jalen Brown at 5,600. I would take him over Ben Simmons. I would take him over Gobert, to Paul George, to Donovan Mitchell in this range right now. I think he fits a lot of things that can keep him on the court more. LeBron James, when he was drafting, said very, I mean, he was, he was drafting each guy and he was saying some nice things. But he was uh, high praise, if you want to take any narratives out of it, high praise about the the flourishing of Jalen Brown. He said it about Jason Tatum as well, but he obviously didn't pick Tatum. But the fl- high flourishing about Jalen Brown's game on both sides of the court. So that is something that you can definitely see. Uh, let's just say like a Jalen Brown down the stretch playing instead of a, I mean, honestly, the guy he would have to come on the court for is like maybe a Jokic if they're closing small, otherwise probably a Luka Dantich. I would not be totally against it. Um, LeBron said underappreciated Brown. Yeah, exactly. Like he was, he was kind of praising and he did not say that he is. Yeah. Basically what that means is that he's underrated. Yeah. I I thought Jalen Brown was a lock for the all-star game. I had a Jason Tatum the way that he's played this year. Obviously that's not, that's all that goes into the voting is my thoughts and actually people who follow the game closely. Right. So yeah, I'm happy to take any questions now. So to kind of uh, close this thing up, I would say that my my yeses right now, if you're listening on the podcast version or whatever, my yeses are Giannis, guys that I have more interest in for reasons that we kind of laid out in this, the minute security, starters, uh, how they set up for the court, shot attempts in general. Um, Giannis, LeBron, Steph, those are my three favorite options from Team LeBron. And then after that, I like all the guys from Team Durant. Like they're just fucking cheap. So outside of uh, Embiid. So my other yeses are Kawhi, Kyrie, Beal, and Tatum. Like Tatum a lot. 
like Kyrie a good amount. Beal is fine at 7,200. It's just the standpoint of does he stay in the court in closeout run as much as some other guys who can come off the court, um, maybe Pitts. He's a very similar um, player to a Jalen Brown. Like he, I mean, he's playing on the same team, so it's hard for them both to get there. So I'm going to do that. But he's a similar player in terms of how they fit the mold. A little bit older, but I'm not as secure on the minutes. Other value options below 5K, they all look like the same fucking guy. So might as well just go all the way down. And by the same guy, I don't mean skill set, just in terms of, yeah, I think they all, one of them probably plays 18 or 20 minutes. Most of them probably play 14 to 16 minutes. And I think Julius Randle all the way down at 3,200. There's no minutes limit here. There's a guy who most of the season has been playing 37, 38 minutes on the year in general. So I'm fine to just punt all the way down to 3,200. If you think that there's a narrative-driven approach to this where it's Zion motherfucking Williamson and people, now he's in an all-star game. He's starting to really pop off the last month. His best month as a pro by far, his last two weeks by far, his best two weeks as a pro. Do they just put him out there um, from a enjoyment standpoint right an enjoyment standpoint you also have team kd that is not the most loaded team so competition to get into that starting lineup with guys like Kyrie and jason tatum well not starting lineup but like you know closing rotation is not as much you also have kd not playing this game and devin booker not playing and mike conley filling in so that's another body out of these 12 that's kind of just murky like is mike conley really going to play more than zion in this game I would say probably not. So yeah, it's just kind of interesting there. So those are kind of the value guys. Uh, Overall favorite plays in this game are probably Jason Tatum and uh, Steph Curry factoring in price. Giannis, you can't go wrong with. You just have to pay for it. And then Jalen Brown is probably going to be my favorite value play. So that's where I'm at. I'm going to attempt to project out for this game. Now we have a Vegas total. Um, So if you want to check it out, I didn't really mention this, but we have NBA projections, rankings. We now have an optimizer for the NBA, the big energy optimizer. We have it for the NBA, the PJ, and the MMA. It's all linked down below on my Patreon if you want to sign up. Not only just support the channel and support the work that we're doing here at Veteran Media and growing this channel into a nice media network, but not only that, you're going to get a ton, a ton of beneficial tools um, and, and tools that are packaged in a way that makes them extremely valuable. Like most optimizers in the industry, like I, I could have charged like just to use the optimizer could have been like double the price of what the entire package is for the tools, but there's there's no reason to on my point, right? Let more people get in, let, let more people see the benefits of it. I don't have to pay 50 fucking employees like a lot of some or some other sites in the industry have to. So it just makes it an easier barrier to entry for some of the users and some of the viewers to try out the tools. So if you want to try the tools, you can. NBA starts back up on Wednesday. We'll have the all-star game type stuff today. So check it all out down below on Patreon. Support the sponsor of the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer some of the questions that were in the chat that we didn't get to now um, and just kind of close this one up. Wasn't expecting to go live for 30 fucking minutes about the All-Star game today, but why not, right? Why not? Let me see if there's anything else that I missed. No, nothing else. I'm looking at some of my uh, my notes. Just We touched on it already uh, last year. Team LeBron didn't play a lot of minutes in the starting rotation, but a lot of those guys like AD and Kawhi and, and Harden were kind of coming in with injuries slash uh, a history of resting and not playing big minutes, so... Not, not much of a concern there. So yeah, support the sponsor of the show, Prize Picks. Use the code SAL over there. Uh, yeah, you just go ahead, go there right now. Go to Zach Levine and take the motherfucking. Here we go. We got it right up here. And go, go, go there on Zach Levine and take him in the slam dunk contest or the fucking three point contest. I keep saying slam dunk because that's where we normally see Zach Levine when he's performing in these types of contests. But Zach Levine is the second biggest. He's 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 right behind Steph Curry. Steph Curry's the favorite. Then it's Zach Levine. I think it should be the other way around. I think Curry's getting a lot of baked-in juice in terms of just his name here. You're getting value everywhere in Zach Levine. I have a bet on him to win the, the uh, three-point contest, and I'm going to be placing on prize picks the over of his 24 fantasy points, shooting 43.5% from three this year. The other competition is just so weak. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, just so weak the rest of the three-point competition that it, it's not a one-to-one between him and Steph Curry, um, but I like the overall plus money that you're getting on Levine, and there's 24 points on prize picks. Outside of that, I like taking the over on Steph Curry, 30 and a half points, and then I like taking from the All-Star game, 
Steph Curry over 38 and a half points. And I like taking Jason Tatum over 28 and a half points. So pairing those two things together is what I'm also going to be doing. So check it out. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Let's answer some of these questions. How many minutes for Randall? You think before you go, um, how many minutes do I think for Randall? Yeah, I'm going to be projecting out these minutes in a second, but a lot of those guys down there, like a lot of the guys at the bottom, I'm going to start to project out for like 15 minutes. Uh, the reason why I like Randall over the rest is just, he's the cheapest, right? So if I'm going to project out fucking Randall today for, let's call it 14 to 16 minutes, right? Somewhere around there, let's call it 15 minutes, but I'm also going to project out Vooch for 14. And I'm also going to project out Rudy Gobert for 14, who are more expensive than him. And I'm going to project out Mitchell for 14 or 16, right? That's just like the point where it's like, okay, all these guys are going to project out for the same amount of minutes for me. Randall's a better point per minute producer. Yes, the game itself from a run and gun it standpoint doesn't set up well for him, but he's also 3,200, right? He's also 3,200. So it's just, it's just about at that point, factoring in the, the upside of what you can get when you pay down for a cheap guy who looks like everybody else. Not much interest in Chris Paul, similar analysis to like a Mike Conley, just older player who was like one of the last guys picked. I'm sure he'll play 14 minutes. I'm sure he'll shoot like four or five times. Uh, I think below 5k, it, it really looks like Randall Zion from an excitement factor. If you think they try and just give him more narrative driven run. Um, and then Mitchell makes sense at 4,800, just the way that he sets up for this game. Uh, yeah. Alrighty, everybody baked juice. He, the best shooter. I don't know who the hell baked juice is. Um, any other questions that we have here? Otherwise we will close this up. Wow. Sal's live on a Sunday. Awesome, bro. Yeah. yeah thank you for tuning in. Sal live Sunday early. Yeah. What's up, Max? How you doing, my man? Team early bird. Let's go. Let's get it. Uh, who should we look for in the captain spot? Yeah, so some of the guys I already mentioned, some of my guys that I like a lot. I like Giannis. I like Steph. I like Tatum. I like Jalen Brown as kind of a lower own type of a guy. So, alrighty, cool. Well, do you think usage will trend more towards vets? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think usage is going to trend towards the starters, uh, and that's about it. Like, I mean, wh- what would you consider a vet? Like, obviously, Zion's not a two-year player. But everybody else in this fucking all-star game is a vet, right? You have Zion as a two-year player. I mean, like, Luke is a third-year player, but I would consider that now a veteran. Like, there's not going to be uh, usage taking away. Like, every, everybody in this game is a veteran. Uh, nobody's a rookie. But, I mean, yes, Zion's a, sec- a second-year player. Uh, there's some guys that are, like, fourth-year players. But I would say that usage is going to trend towards Giannis and, and LeBron and the guys that start and get big run. And, uh, yeah, they tend to be vets. But everybody in the game is a motherfucking vet. Uh, all right, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you attack the captain spot today? Yeah, those guys that I just mentioned. Um, I I'd f- I think that Steph Curry's price point for upside is is probably the best. But then you look at Jalen Jason Tatum's price point for starting and being younger and good two way player and probably going to close out the game in each quarter or half the quarters and play twenty five plus minutes. So Tatum and Steph Curry look like pretty solid options from a minute security standpoint and just overall upside. Steph obviously because he can he can hit fucking ten threes in this game and there he is for that price point. Tatum because just at that price point what he can allow you to do with the rest of your lineup. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I wasn't expecting to do 40 fucking minutes on this all-star game this morning, but since I don't got to edit it, since I don't got to upload it, it's just done. It's just done right now. We'll just put it up on the podcast version. So thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe before you go. Um, Appreciate you a ton. See you all in the next one. Support the sponsor of the show. It's all linked up down below. If you want to get in and, and tail me on some of those bets that we're making over on prize picks today, you can use that code Sal. Free money, free money bonus up to 100 bucks. You put 10 in, you get 10 back. You put 50, you get 50 back. You a heavy hitter, you a kingpin, you a head honcho. Like my boy Drake, we got the OVO fucking owl right here. Bam, you put 100 in, you get 100 back. Peace out, gang. Content starts tomorrow. Uh, PJ content in the morning tomorrow. PJ content Tuesday morning. Then we back to the motherfucking NBA on Wednesdays too. Game slate. Enjoy this shit. See y'all in the next one. I'm about to drink this motherfucking coffee because it's getting cold. I'm about to go outside on a walk where it probably is fucking cold right now. 
How's your boy's back is busted after going to the driving range yesterday. Busted. 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 Okay, I got to go. We're getting out of the hand over here. Peace out. Enjoy.